Hi everyone, just a quick note to say that I am still here and I will be getting back to my solo episodes very shortly. And if you didn't listen to last week's episode with Mr. Biz, Ken Wentworth, I suggest that uh, after this episode you go back and uh, check it out. This episode was actually recorded on the 6th of April, just a couple of weeks into the beginning part of the COVID-19 lockdown. A lot of people were still wondering what was going on. We were you know, not really sure how things were going to pan out. And one of the things that I got out of this episode was do what you have to do till you can do what you want to do. And I think that's a really good thing to keep in mind all the time, Um, not just now, but all the way through your life. Anyway, let's just uh, get going with the episode and see what uh, Angela has to say. To find the true riches. And so I talk about it in my book where I state that if it's something that can be replaced, I found that that's not a true riches. True riches are family, is friends, it's, you know, everything that you have as far as your character, your dignity, humility, love, light, you know, joy, happiness, being in service to others. Do you often wonder whether there's more to life than your nine to five job? Do you dream about having a life that has no boundaries, where you can decide what to do and where to do it? And does the thought of how to get that life maybe overwhelm you just a little bit? Then this is the podcast for you. Join me as I uncover how to get that freedom and live a life that needs no retirement plan. I'll be scouring the internet and chatting with people from all walks of life who are out there living life to the max instead of punching a time card. I'm Jackie Doucette, and this is Beyond Retirement. Hi, everybody. Welcome to another episode of Beyond Retirement. It's my great pleasure today to be joined by Angela Marshall. Angela utilizes her personal life experiences of struggle, strength, and success to captivate audiences and readers. She's a motivational speaker, a best-selling author, a creative content consultant, an ex-NFL wife, and the owner of the business, in other words, by Stone. Angela is also a featured author in the Women Who Lead anthology that chronicles successful women across the globe. Angela, thank you so much for being here today. Ah, hello. Hello to everyone. How are y'all? And thank you for having me. It's such an an honor to be able to just interact and and share and and learn from each other. That's that's the name of the game. That's it, exactly. (laughs) So Angela, you've got uh, quite a variety of things going on in your life. Because the podcast is designed to help people see that there's more to life than a, than a corporate job, um, if they want to retire, even if they don't want to retire, just kind of transition to something else, uh, you spent pretty close to 20 years in, a, in the corporate world before you left it to pursue something else. So can you talk a little bit about what your life was like and, and you know, what made you want to change? Absolutely. You know, it's the whole adage of you do what you have to do until you can do what you want to do. So my dynamics, uh, when I was in the corporate world, it was very different. I had young children at the time. And then I also had a mother where I was helping to supplement her income and offset, you know, a little bit of, of the, the wants that she, <laughs> that she had become accustomed to from time to time. So it was, it was like a no brainer that regardless of how I felt like I always knew that that wasn't my niche or that it was not something that I was going to retire from. 
but I did it because, you know, one, I had to take care of my children. I had to take care of myself. I had a household to take care of. And then, and then my mother. So being in the corporate world for 16 years, I learned a lot. And the great piece about it is those skill sets and the experience from my corporate job at that time, it actually is what I utilize in my own business right now to help me be successful. So, you know, there's a plan, I guess you could say for everything. And that was that particular part or portion of my life. It was necessary. It was needed. Right. So being in the corporate world for 16 years was um, it was quite a a journey. (laughs) I worked for a biotechnology company that made a medicine for cows (laughs) at the time. I would. Yeah, I was a sampler. And at certain parts of the process, I would take a sample, I would um, analyze that sample, and then I would turn it into our quality assurance um, uh, lab for further testing because we were also regulated by the FDA. Wow, that sounds sounds really interesting, actually. <laughs> it is, yeah. So you were doing the job because you had to. It was a, a way to make money and a way to feed your family and excuse me, keep everybody uh, happy more or less. But it wasn't uh, wasn't really what you wanted to be doing. So how did you know that you wanted to be an entrepreneur? What was, uh, what was going through your mind while you were doing all this? Well, I always knew that I wanted to be a writer, which is how I got the opportunity to have that on my umbrella as far as being a creative content consultant. So I write for various public and private sectors. I do proposals, bids, grants. I also do resume writing, bios. I update essays. I do uh, ghostwrite for people as I, you know, uh, have published three books of my own. So it was like, I've always loved writing even as a child and then definitely love storytelling. (laughs) So for me to be able to just, I guess, um, take the journey from being a, a published author, a writer, to now being a motivational, inspirational speaker. It's just, you know, I think it's just one of those things where when you are a child, literally everything that you do is what you're supposed to be doing. I think that at some point, our parents or other outside influences kind of sways it and you go in a different direction. But those are all things that I absolutely enjoyed doing at the time, even in my corporate job, like we would write, um, you know, I would help write SOPs, standard operating procedures, and, you know, all of those things that I do now, but just from a consultant side. So it wasn't so much as I knew that I would be an entrepreneur. I always knew that I would be a storyteller and a writer of some sort. And because of that, just other things just came up under that umbrella and other opportunities opened up for me to be able to, you know, provide those skills and services as well. Okay. So that's the idea then is uh, what we need to do probably is think about the things we enjoy doing um, and figuring out how that they can work into our life again. Because I think most of us, as you say, we we lose sight of what what's fun and what we want to do as we get older because there's a big list of what we should be doing. Well, should be. And then I think also you get from that what's going to pay me the most money. Right. You know, because honestly, when I first started out, 
in with my own with my company, I was not getting the paycheck that I was getting from that biotechnology company. I did not have health insurance. <laughs> you know, I mean, it was all of those. It's it's more of a security factor, I think, that kind of sways you and pulls you to. Mm, well, instead of me doing what I love and possibly staying in the red or not having the money to do XYZ, eh, let me stay over here a little longer and and uh, you know make this money because I was making very good money at that particular place. And uh, it wasn't that it was strenuous work. It's just that it did not fulfill me. I tell you, when I knew that it was time for me to go is when I was setting multiple snoozes on my alarm clock. <laughs> it was like, and it was, it was, I was telling myself then, oh my gosh, like you're hating to get up. You know, you, you, you don't want to get up. There's no reason for you to get up. Even though this place, again, you know, I, I met some ama amazing people, some great people. It was, um, it was a very, very good job, very lucrative job, uh, beneficial for me and my family. But I hated, like towards the end, and I was there like almost 16 years, it was, it was getting harder and harder and tougher and tougher. And now I get up without an alarm. And even though my company, my business, you know, certain things that I face from day to day, it, it's not a perfect, you know, like this, this Cinderella job, that's not it. But I actually, um, I guess the, the word I'm looking for is I want to fight to keep it alive. Whereas with my job, you know, working for somebody else, it was like, oh, I can find something else. I can go do something else. But now, you know, I can't quit on myself. I won't quit on myself. <laughs> and so, but I'm, I'm, I'm freer also. That's a big key there, being free. You're doing what you want to do because, you know, if it's something that makes you happy, it doesn't feel like work if you're enjoying it. Um, did you plan to leave your job or did you just decide one day, I'm done now? How did that come about? So I actually planned it out for about a year. I had been talking about it for some time. And uh, two of my very close co-workers, colleagues that are actually very good friends now, they would always ask me leading up to that, that day that I badged out and I walked. I actually counted my steps from the corporate door to my vehicle. And it was 104 steps I took to what I call my freedom. But they would ask me, like, once I started talking about it and said, hey, you know, I, I believe I could, I could really publish, I could write my story. Because a lot of people were interested in my life prior to um, the corporate world. Because, you know, I was a, a former NFL wife. And I would get asked that question all the time as far as what that life was like. So that that is originally why I started um, my publishing company and just started started writing so that I could tell my story. But they would ask me all the time, why are you still here? <laughs> you know, why are you still at this company? Like, you should go, you should pursue your dreams. And after my mom died in 2013, and we were afforded one final conversation in which she, you know, she told me pretty much the same thing. It was like, look, I know you always wanted to be a writer. You should, you should absolutely do that. You've taken care of me. You've taken care of the children. Live your life. And I guess I just kind of got that itch and started thinking like, uh, well, yeah, you know, maybe it is time as, as opposed to me just existing for a paycheck that I live for a pray check. That's what I call it, a pray check. I pray that, <laughs> that those checks from, from multiple streams of income and resources come. 
Um, so yeah, that 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 was one of the most uh, amazing days of my life. I remember it vividly. It was March 16th of 2016 when I bashed out that door and was like, "Okay, I'm just walking out on faith, and we're gonna see uh, see how all of this goes." Wow, that's a big day. And those 104 steps, I bet you, uh, yeah, felt pretty long and heavy because you know you're walking away again from uncertainty. I mean, from you're walking away, you're walking to uncertainty from something that was sure. Exactly. So yeah, it was uh, it was very different. But I had my colleague coworker uh, that walked out with me, and he kept telling me not to look back. And he was like, Angela, you got this. And to this day, he is still a very big supporter and investor in every uh, every facet of my business. So yeah, that's another great, that's another key too, is just to make sure that, you know, you're surrounding yourself with wonderful people that may not fully understand your dream or your goal, but they're willing to invest in or they're willing to support you through it. And that's hard sometimes. I know for a lot of people, um, when they decide that they're going to do something that's oh yeah kind of out there as far as everybody's concerned, you know, people aren't supporting them. They're saying, you know, why are you doing that? Why don't, why would you leave that right. job? Because they just don't understand what's going on inside. Well, the thing is, is I believe we have taken the word security out of context just a little bit because people feel like money and I guess 401 and all of that is security. But as we see even now with the coronavirus, you know, there's a lot of uncertainty and especially in something that you don't control. So while you may feel so secure in this company that you don't own, you know, you may own a few shares or, yeah, when you badge in and you do your job, whatever that, you know, entails in your job description and they pay you for it at any given moment, those doors can shut or your job can, you know, become obsolete. So I think people kind of use that word loosely because, yeah, I had I had a lot of people to say, you know, that's security, that's security. But to me. It, it it really wasn't. It was just, again, my dynamics were, I had two children at the time. I had a mom that relied on me, that depended on me. And at the time, I just was not, you know, I wasn't bold enough to, to do what needed to be done to be out on my own. And now I am, you know. So you mentioned, um, you talked about your, uh, your autobiography and you talked about your, you know, people wanted to hear about your, your life as an NFL wife, the way things are going. Um, <laughs> Do you want to talk a little bit about about that? You you uh, your intro that that you gave me your little information uh, page. You talk about going from reality to rags to riches, which is the the title of your book. That's a quite a quite an interesting journey. I think that people would probably be interested to hear a little bit about. Yes, absolutely. Well, I titled the book "Reality to Rags to Riches" because those are all things that. I have endured and to a certain extent I'm still going through. Obviously the reality of just having the corporate job and being married to a former NFL player, finding myself, which really I've kind of turned that around because people take it as, well, you found yourself. No, I'm still going through that journey. I don't think that it's, you know, like it's a one-stop shop when you say that. I found myself because I'm learning more more and more about myself every single day. So the reality of it, the rags was just all of my downs, all of the dark times, the dismal times, the discouraging, disappointing times in my life. 
I talk about that. I, I go into detail as far as different aha moments, different enlightening moments for myself, uh, you know, different things that I had to actually turn and start facing myself in the mirror. Because I was notorious for blaming others. It always had to be the sun was shining too much, or it was raining, or it was his fault, her fault, or whatever. But it's just something about when you turn that that mirror on yourself and say, no, you have to, you know, just deal with your flaws and your vices, and you have to make some changes, Angela. You have to you have to evolve. So that was the rags pieces, and then also I talk a little bit about the NFL, that whole lifestyle, different things that I went through from anxiety, depression being a former NFL wife, and then how I came out, you know, came over all of that, all of those things to find the true riches. And so I talk about it in my book where I state that if it's something that can be replaced, I found that that's not a true riches. True riches are family, is friends, it's, you know, everything that you have as far as your character, your dignity, humility, love, light, you know, joy, happiness, being in service to others. Oh my gosh. I think because I was um, an only child and might I add, I was a spoiled only child. (laughs) I had to really learn how to be selfless and how to be in service, you know, to others. And it was very difficult for me. So reality to rags to riches, and then I just subtitled it with the story and life of an ex-NFL wife for marketing purposes, <laughs> <laughs> just to help raise that curiosity a little bit. But I talk about my transition from being, you know, a stay-at-home mom to going through the divorce and then going into the corporate world, different things that I had to maneuver through that, and then ultimately transitioning from that to being an entrepreneur. Wow. So you've really gone through so many different lives for you know, lack of a better term for it. I mean, you, you started off, I mean, you, you were a wife, you're a mom through it all, but you were a wife, then you weren't a wife, you're a corporate business person, then you're not. Now you're a, an entrepreneur doing fantastically well with your, your own business and your speaking engagements and all of the, all of the work that you're doing. Yes. I call I think, it wearing multiple hats. <laughs> exactly. And as long as you're as long as you're able to take one off, people can't see me. Take right. one off and put the other one on instead of stacking them up. I think uh, Oh my gosh, you, you said a mouthful and that is something that I'm learning each and every day in this walk of mine. I'm learning that you have to take it off. You have to take one off and then carefully place the other one so that way you can really hone in and you can focus on that particular thing. I'm really not uh, this phenomenal multitasker. You know, a lot of people like to say that because you're a mother or because you're a woman. And I don't mean no, no harm, no disrespect. Hopefully no one will take it that way. But, you know, they try to say women are just great at organization and, and you know, uh, multitasking. But for me, I've always been a person who is kind of like having the horse blinders on, I guess, on the side. Like I have to just really, um, you know, zone in on that particular thing, what I'm doing. If I'm doing something for my children, do something for them and then, you know, go to the next thing. Like I've never been (laughs) been able to handle to handle that. Well, now, with that being said, being able to um, prioritize how I need to do things within my business now as an entrepreneur 
I do that too. So I, I don't try to do everything every day. Like I have certain days I check emails, certain days I return phone calls, certain days I do interviews, you know, certain days that I, that I speak. And then I also, you know, um, every day is for family and, and friends and making sure that I get that human human connection time in there because really that's the, the driving force of, of everything that I do. I think it's a good thing not to be a good multitasker because I think what that does is it, it waters down what you can give to each different in individual task. If you're uh, trying to do them all, it just, it does nobody any good and you end up worn out without actually accomplishing something. That is correct. <laughs> that is correct. So another of the uh, things that I'd like to chat about a little bit or, or hear what you have to say about a little bit is um, what it's like to have found the thing that you want to do forever. Uh, you, you, we were talking and you don't want to retire. You're, you're looking to do what you're doing as long as you can possibly do it. How does that feel to you? Well, I think that uh, one of the things that, makes a difference in loving what you do and not loving what you do is what does it do for other people? So for me, being able to share my story, just inspire and impact positively through my words, work and wisdom, it's a no brainer. The feeling that I get when I'm either emailed or called or inbox or if I'm at a live event and someone, you know, people come up to me and say, wow, I read your book or wow, you, you spoke about this or you taught about this in this particular entrepreneur training because I also do that. One of the, the topics that I do in entrepreneur training is be the solution, not the problem. A lot of organizations like that because I don't know how many times and I'm guilty too. I used to say it. That's not in my job description. <laughs> so when I can get uh, employees, uh, colleagues to come up to me and say, wow, you really changed my perspective on that. Or I can get a mother to, or a divorcee to change her, his or her perspective or outlook on, you know, it's not about that person. It's about you. And that's what you should make it about. You know, um, I just feel like I have settled into my life assignment. And I'm just going to ride it out. I get asked that question quite a bit as far as retirement. People will say, when are you going to retire? Or what are you doing for, for retirement? Are you saving for retirement? Are you doing you know, X, Y, Z uh, with retirement in regards to retirement? But for me, I want to do this until I take my last breath because I really enjoy being in service. I like the opportunity to run my mouth, as you can tell. <laughs> <laughs> and and but I think it's a there's a difference when you run your mouth and you actually have something of substance to say, something that's going to help people. Because I've never been one that want to get up in front of people just for applause um, or just for them to just hear me speak. Like I want something that I say, something that I've written. I want it to actually set a fire under someone and for them to be able to implement it in their day-to-day -day life and their day-to-day -day activities and for it to help them, for them to be their better self. It's funny because I had the other day on one of my mentee calls, uh, one of the young ladies was like, well, Miss Angela, you know, I, I want to be like, I was asking each one, you know, what do they want to be? And they said, one of the young ladies said, well, I want to be like you. I said, no, be you, but be better. <laughs> you know, 
just be you, but be better. Because I think that that's, uh, that's a, a different road that you take when, you know, you're aspiring to be like, to be like someone else. Now, am I, do I fancy myself to be a pretty decent mentor and role model? Absolutely. But, you know, I, I want to make sure that people understand that I'm just merely sharing my transparent life lessons, my issues, um, the things, my obstacles that I, were able, that I was able to turn into opportunities. But I want them to be able to do the same thing. That's the goal. I think that's uh, <clears throat> it sounds like a goal that you're accomplishing. So it's uh, something that's going to continue working for you, I believe. I did take a look at, at your website and I love the little quotes all, you know, and they're all uh, very, very motivational, obviously. And um, would you like to talk a little bit about, about your website and about the, uh, the uh, products that you have, the things that you can offer people? Absolutely. So my website, I designed it with anyone that is going through discouraging or disappointing or dark times <laughs> because a lot of the stuff that I write about or that I speak about is near and dear to my heart. They're things that I endured, that I went through. So I'm just merely sharing it so that everyone else can get, you know, that same upliftment, the same encouragement and the same inspiration that it brings to me. One of the things that I really wanted um, people to take away from my website is I don't want you to click on my website and leave the same way as when you first clicked on it. I want something to resonate in your heart, in your mind that will leave you in a very, very peaceful or uplifted space. So I'm very glad to hear that, <laughs> that it, that it did, uh, you know, that it did that for you. And then of course, you know, on your website, you just want to make sure that all of your services and skills are accurately represented. And those are things that I do from day to day. And then of course, I'm most proud with having my family, my friends on the, you know, on the website uh, also, because I believe family first. I think family or just having the friends and, and uh, you know, one of the things that another topic that I talk about is teamwork makes the dream work. And that's true. And even for entrepreneurs, even when I'm standing up in front of an entrepreneur event and they're like, but I mean, it's just my business. It's just me, but you can't do it alone. Like I can't do this alone. You know, there was a me having to submit to be on your show and then you, you know, reviewing it and saying, okay. And yep. then it's just other things that come into play because I don't believe that you can have success by yourself. That's why I sort of question that whole self-made, you know, when people, when people say that self-made, because it's a lot of shoulders. It's a lot of sacrificing. It's a lot of people that um, are in place to do for me to be able to do what I do. So I have all, you know, obviously my books, on the website, um, being a ghostwriter, helping with, with resumes. I also do resume training for temp companies, just trying to, you know, help people, mostly the younger uh, generation that are getting out and about trying to get a job, <laughs> you know, I'm trying to help them to understand why uh, wording on your resume makes a difference. So I have that, and then um, obviously, like I mentioned just a little bit ago, I have my books. Uh, that are for sale on there. But, you know, even if P 
people just go to my website just to get some sort of uh, enlightening or encouraging word, empowering word, I'm good with that. I really, really am. Now, of course, you know, that's not me saying, oh, well, I'm not concerned about the money or I'm not concerned about selling books or I'm not concerned about, you know, speaking engagements, uh, you know, being uh, paid a, a speaker fee. That's not it. But more so than anything, if I can leave a legacy of my words just really inspiring others, then I, I think that my assignment has been fulfilled. And, and to me, that is truly loving what you do. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's really beautiful. I, I like the idea that, you know, nobody does it alone. You know, it goes back to, it takes a village to raise a child. I mean, it's, it's the same idea, you know, even if you are all, all by yourself in a business, you can't do anything. I mean, you pick up the phone to do something, there's somebody on the other end, there's always somebody there. Right. Yeah, it, it takes other people for you to do what you do. A lot of people forget that. What I usually do at this point, just before we, uh, we close up, I was wondering if you would have maybe one piece of advice that you would give to somebody if they were thinking of leaving their nine to five job, it, it, whether it's to retirement or to start something brand new, what would you uh, suggest that I they do? I would say live vicariously through yourself. <laughs> and what that means is... <laughs> <laughs> don't listen to anyone else when you have made it up in your mind that you are ready to either, you know, go through those entrepreneur doors or go through that retirement door or whatever, whatever it is that, you know, maybe the next journey or the next, next path for you, because ultimately you are going to be the only one that is traveling on it. Now I'm not saying, you know, like you won't have your family if, if you're a family person with you and you have to consider that, but, with all things considered, you really have to make decisions for you and the best decisions for you in order for you to have inner peace, in order for you to just be happy, and in order for you to excel in whatever, you know, whatever that, that path is you're getting ready to take you know, for, that, for that next phase in your life. So if that's entrepreneurship, if it's, you know, I don't know, maybe you want to buy a company or you want to buy a village somewhere or whatever, you know, you have to make sure that you are settled within yourself. Decide, make a decision, and then be determined, stick with it. No matter what, stick with it. And then deal with all of the backlash or all of the consequences. And then the rewards, there's, there's going to be some rewards too. And then ultimately that will lead you to a road of, you know, being just happy over the moon <laughs> with your, with your decision. But of course, you know, there's, there's, there's discord and there's uh, discouragement with anything, but I would just say live vicariously through yourself. So many times we, you know, we live how other people want us to live or that image from television shows or magazines or just, you know, like they say, the American dream. I could care less about the American dream. I only care <laughs> about Angela's dreams. <laughs> and I know that sounds so selfish and it sounds so horrible, but I mean, ultimately, I have to be that selfish when it comes to the responsibility and accountability for my happiness. So I would just say, whatever that looks like for you, you know, the person that, that's needing to make a decision one way or the other, live vicariously through yourself. Thank you very much. That's a, I think that's good advice. You've got to, 
you've got to please yourself. You've got to do what's right for you. And it doesn't really matter what other people think. Nope, not, not to a certain extent, because if you got that whole happy wife, <laughs> happy life, <laughs> that might make, you know, that, that may be a little different. But ultimately, you know, I believe that when, when you are happy and you're settled, then other people around you, that energy, you know, will just be there and, and they'll, be, they'll be happy with your decision too. So yeah, just live vicariously through yourself. I like that little part about um, once you've made the decision, stick with it. Don't uh, don't give up when it gets tough. You've got to you've got to see it through to the other end. Deal. Oh yeah. I well, I have a, a mentoring program for uh, females that are ages thirteen to twenty one, and we talk about the four D's. And what the four D's are for them is decide, deal, and that's what you and I were just discussing. Deal. Handle. You know. Deal with everything that's going to come your way determined determination is going to help you to be able to deal with everything and then ultimately you defeat whatever that goal whatever you know that that issue was and it makes you better for it so yeah you know a lot of us we get rah rah in the decision making and we're ready but then the minute that first punch or that first stone is thrown or or someone puts you know something in our mind that throws us off it's like Oh, well, maybe this was a bad decision. No, no. <laughs> you, you know, you have to really stay planted. Uh, my best friend and I, we joke, uh, there's a song that says, uh, like a tree planted by the waters, I shall not be moved. <laughs> so we talk about not being moved, no matter what. I don't care what it looks like. Uh, red line, black line, check this week, no check next week or whatever. You know, I'm still just going to keep pushing forward and and, um, you know, handle it. So then that way I come out on top. I can turn those stumbling blocks into stepping stones. That's great. And there, that's a nice little uh, phrase to end on. Turn the stumbling blocks into stepping stones. I like that. Yes, <laughs> yes ma'am. Yes, so ma thank you very much, Angela. I've really enjoyed chatting with you. This has been uh, uplifting, I think, is the, the best term because it's helped me think about what I'm doing a little bit differently, too. I'm really glad you came. All right. Well, yay. Well, thank you so much. And, and thank your listeners and, and your viewers for having me. I, I appreciate it. And please reach out. Reach out. <laughs> I'll make sure that uh, all the little uh, links and things are in the show notes so that people can find you. And uh, I'm sure that there will be a few that are looking you up. All right. Well, thank you so much. And that's our show for this week. Thanks for joining me for this episode of Beyond Retirement. I'm your host, Jackie Doucette. If you liked what you heard, please go to wherever you listen to podcasts, review the show, and leave me a rating. It helps me move up in the ranks and reach more people. If you've got any questions or comments, drop by my website, www.beyondretirement.ca, and leave me a short message. Thanks again for listening, and we'll chat again next week.